0: To learn one, two, three, four, five, six, words. seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Is it on the
1: next page? Nope. Ah. We're gonna learn eleven words in
0: English. Oh, it's just words? Yeah. It's not even a full sentence.
1: Oh, yeah. Awesome. That's more than the eight
0: words we learned for the last course. Well, no, because those were eight words in Hebrew. In Hebrew, it's one, two, three, we can debate. We're going to call this four, <laughs> five, six. It's six words in Hebrew. Which
1: word is the debate?
0: Arizal. How many words do you want to count Arizal?
1: One. I
0: counted it as one. Okay. So then it's Gam, lufi, Kabbalah, Arizal, yitziva, milsa. Six. We're six words. In Hebrew.
1: That's Open. it.
0: It has on it. And it has okay. On it. You don't want to say All right. So. This is a big We need to... Uh. Is everyone's smartphone in the thingy, the basket? Okay, Um, so what does colored colored glass do to light?
1: Changes the color of the light. Changes
0: the color of the light. Does it change the way the light relates to the light source?
1: No.
0: No. What color is the light before it goes through the colored glass? (laughs) Colorless. What does the body do to the pure consciousness? Gives it it form. Gives it shape. What does it do to the way the pure consciousness comes from the soul? Nothing. Nothing, right? All the answers, by the way, are going to be the same. (laughs) What does pure consciousness feel like? Nothing. Okay, good. (laughs) What do the vessels of the spheros do to the Light of the Ein Sof. Give it shape. What do they do to the the light of the Ein Sof comes from the Ein Sof itself? Nothing. What is the Ein Sof itself like? Nothing. No,
1: we don't no. Know.
0: No, not, not, We don't know. No, nothing. nothing. That's actually why it's often referred to in Chassidus and Kabbalah as the iron, the nothing. Okay.
1: The Ein Sof is referred to as the iron?
0: Yes. The is nothing.
1: Not, or the aleph. aleph.
0: It is, and there's a of discourses that ask that. Like, like, that's really rude. Why are you calling the Ein Sof nothing? Like, shouldn't it be the other way around? Like, you're the nothing. God's the real thing. There's questions asked, they're answered, but not for right now. I is
1: one But, like, it's somehow legitimate to say, like, oh, God, that's not
0: my question. Yeah, well, it's asked and, and answered and because it, yeah. Well, it's, it's legitimate, but it's legitimate once you contextualize it sufficiently. Right. Okay. All right. So yesterday someone pointed out that in that whole analogy, clearly the sunlight has the potential, even though it's colorless, it has the potential to be colored, right? And consciousness, even though it isn't like any particular experiences, it has the ability to be turned into a particular kind of experience, right? And so it would follow that the Ain soap, even though the Ain Soph isn't any defined thing, it has the potential to be formed into something, right? By the same natural. Okay. Yeah? So what we, what we said was like this, that the Kabbalists say that Hashem is Ein Sof, Ein Sof means no end, meaning he is no, no muhus, he is no defined thing that makes Him what He is. And nonetheless, we can still speak about the godly soul being a continuation, being a propagation of the, the essence of God, like the child is a propagation of the essence of the Father, because according to Kabbalah, when the light of the Yen goes into the vessel of, of Chachmah, that light of the Yen becomes essencized, if you will. It becomes, It's given a muhus, It's given an essence. It takes on the, this kind of being something. Now, the something that it is is a something beyond our ability to fully understand, like the Rambam says, but it still defines something. And if that defines something, that is also what defines the godly soul. Okay. So far so good? Quick review. Okay. Now let's read inside. We are after Rabbi Moshe Cordovero where it says also. Also according to the Kabbalah of Dari and then the parenthesis says Rabbi Isaac Luria this is substantiated. That's it. That's all we're doing today.
1: (laughs) Wow. Next. Okay.
0: Now, you tell me what I'm going to point out. Uh-huh. Substantiated. Okay. So something substantiated, okay? Before we get to substantiated.
1: In the Why do I say also?
0: Why do I say also? Yeah. Like, we already did it. We already figured out how the Kabbalists concede to the Rambam. They agree with the Rambam. We're good, right? Why do you have to say also? What does that imply? Did
1: he revolutionize Kabbalah.
0: He revolutionized. Apparently, according to his revolution, does, is it so obvious that we would continue to agree with the Rambam? That God can be conceived of as having defined essence? Mm-hmm. If it's so obvious that whatever the Moshe Cardavero wrote...
1: It wasn't that obvious. It took a while for us to
0: figure it out. No, I'm saying. But if it's so obvious that that works according to the Kabbalah of the Rizal, it was in the middle of a sentence, then would he have to say it also works according to the Kabbalah of the Rizal? Like, think about it. When you say something, you say, and also this. Why are you saying, and also this? Because if you didn't say also that, what would people think? It's not that way. So there must be something different about the Arizal's Kabbalah that would make me think that everything we just learned
1: doesn't
0: apply. Doesn't apply. And so the Altar Eben Tanya says, actually, also in the Kabbalah of the Arizal, this is substantiated. Which of course means we need to understand why we would think everything we learned wouldn't apply and how it is
1: mm-hmm.
0: substantiated. Okay. Now, I'm not going to tell you everything about the Rizal's cabal of the he revolutionaries because that would be like overwhelming too much amount of information. Okay. So I was trying to think of the best way to approach this without people's brains turning off because people's brains have a tendency to turn off for all sorts of reasons and I think this might be the best approach to start with. Okay, My wife is an English teacher. See, your brain didn't turn off yet, right? Okay. So, so my wife is an English teacher. She actually, she's, not just, she's actually the head of the entire English department at what's rated as the top girls school in all of Israel so she really knows her stuff. And one of the things that she teaches in English is something called modals. I know the word modals because my wife told me there's a thing called modals. Do you know what modals are? No. Okay, so I'm going to tell you what modals are. Hey. Should, would, could. What do those words do in a sentence? They all don't mean exactly the same thing, right? What do they do in a sentence?
1: Change the meaning.
0: Every word changes the meaning. I mean, be a little more specific. we all know what those words mean, right?
1: They're like hypothetical.
0: Okay, let me add a few more words. Must. What they do is, what they do is, and keep in mind, I am not an English teacher, so my wife would be much better at this. But basically. When you have a sentence, is you're linking some sort of sub predicate to subject. So, like, I don't know, like you're saying, there's a cup, right? You say the cup is full. So, being full, it's not really full, but whatever. Being full, I'm attaching to the cup that makes a full thought, a sentence. We spoke about this earlier. We spoke about but thoughts have to at least subjects and predicates, right? Okay. Now, the obvious thing you can do is you can say something is or something isn't, right? The cup is full, and then the reverse would be to say the cup isn't, isn't, full. isn't full, right? So you basically have kind of two. Ways of relating any subject to every predicate. Either it is you can predicate that on the subject, or you don't predicate that on the subject. It's very simple: black, white, off, on, yes, no. Good. Okay, but are our thoughts capable of more kinds of relationships between subjects and predicates than whether just it is or it isn't?
1: Yes.
0: Okay. So we need words that kind of explain what is the mode, what is the quality of relationship between the subject and the predicate. Right. It's very different saying the cup should be full or the versus saying the cup would be full versus saying the cup must be full, right? So there's this idea that there's a a level of sophistication of changing the relationship between these things, right? It's not just it is or it isn't, okay? And if you think about it, a lot of thought becomes clearer when you can start differentiating between these modalities, between not not just linking two things together or saying these are, these aren't, but saying, okay, you mean, right? This happens all the time. Like in a class, someone say you can't, you, know, you can't drive on Shabbos. Say yes, you can. Can you drive on Shabbos, and can you not drive on Shabbos? You should.
1: You
0: physically can. can. Okay, so here what here would it means, right, right. If you're talking about physical reality, right, meaning that we're going to localize that sense of physical reality, right, then the appropriate thing would be say you should not drive on Shabbos, right, or something like that. But if we're talking about the legal reality, right, can we say cannot drive on Shabbos? No, even there you can't. Because, is there a punishment for driving on Shabbos? Yeah. There is, we don't wanna talk about what it is right now, but there's a punishment for driving on Shabbos. So if the law prescribes a punishment for an action, it means the law recognizes that the action has a legal reality to it, right? So here's an interesting thing. Can you marry your sister? Or your brother.
1: No,
0: no. no. I don't mean you're not allowed to. I mean... There's no such thing. Like, you cannot do it. it like, like it, you can't. You can, like, if a brother and a sister are standing under a chuppah and the brother hands the sister a ring and says, Behold, you are sanctified to me according to the law of Moshe and, and the Jewish people and she accepts the ring, what just happened?
1: Nothing. Nothing. Nothing.
0: Actually, not nothing. It's a debate whether he gave her a gift or he gave her a loan. But marriage did not happen. Like he gave her a ring. Like so, does she have to give it back? or She not have to give it back. That's an interesting question. But there's no marriage. Okay. Okay. But in contrast, by the way, if a kohen, everyone knows what a kohen is. Yes. If a kohen marries a divorcee, they're married, but it's forbidden. Okay. So there's a difference between should and can or able, even on the legal plane. Okay. So. A lot of things we want to be careful when we 're using these, these if, we, if we use these these modal words, it helps clarify our thought and helps make different ideas come into contrast easier so let 's do the following okay now i 'm not like i 'm an English teacher, so i 'm taking that idea, and my wife would probably cringe at what i'm going to do with this idea but Let's start off with something, okay? If I have fire, what is the relationship of fire to burning? Fire, burning. It is burning. Okay, that's fine. Can we be more specific? Right? Burning. The table is in the room, but, is, but the relationship with the table and being in the room is different than the relationship between the fire and burning. Could it take the table out of the room? Can I take the fire away from the burning? No, fire not Right, so we would say, like, f- fire necessitates burning. Right? But there's some kind of necessary relationship. If you have fire, you must also have burning. burning. But that you know, if you have a table, it doesn't necessarily have to be in the room, right? It so is
1: it's, essentially versus, like, it happens to be right
0: now. Right, right, so we have to have two different modes of relating. Not all izzes are the same. Right? Like 2 plus 2 is 4 means something different than, than this, there's water in this cup. Right? There's no is in that sense. Yeah. There, is. There, is, yeah, there is water. It means the same thing because we take the water out of the cup. You can't, at least in normal math, do anything to make 2 plus 2 not equal 4. Right? So we have this concept of necessary relationships. Good? Okay. Then we have ones where things that are possible like there could be water in the cup. There could easily not be water in the cup. The table could be in the room. It could not be in the room, right? By the way, when you have possible things, you also need to differentiate between whether the possible thing is actually the case or not actually the case, right? So we need another thing like potential versus actual. So for instance, if I were to say every human being can speak, is that a true or false statement? Well... Go, it depends what I mean by can, right? If what I mean by can is that every human being necessarily has the ability to speak, but that ability is not necessarily actualized because of any sorts of things from age to things preventing the brain from revealing it, blah, 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 well, then the sentence might be true. Yeah. But, but if I mean that every human being has um, the actual concrete ability to at will open their mouth and utter words, that's clearly not the case. Little kids, people who are mute, people who are in comas, etc. 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 Right? So you have to get into things there's potential, there's actual, there's necessary, there's possible. Right? Is is you know, is can these are very vague and a lot of times we miscommunicate because of that. Good? Okay. Then we have things that are, you know, the impossible. They can't be. Okay? So, what would be an example of something that is, you know, not just it isn't, but it, it could not be? This is actually harder than you'd think. Let's give me an example of something that could not be. I can't fly. What?
1: I can't
0: fly. You can't fly. What?
1: <laughs> can't, can't run down.
0: <laughs> Let's make it more specific so then we You can't fly by flapping your arms and that is regardless of how big of a wing you build for yourself. Like even if you built artificial wings, you still couldn't fly by flapping your wings. If you're, okay. Now, if you're curious, like how is that the case? You can like study You can study some things about, about, about physics and math and, 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 human, and human, the human body and you come to the conclusion that it is actually physically impossible for a human being to exert enough force regardless of what size wings they're using to actually fly if they're use, doing this.
1: You also can't fly by blinking your eyelashes or like licking your lips: or, like, That's
0: you know, true that's true, but I want to use an example that was that was that had a little bit of depth. You, once you understand what's going on, you realize this is impossible. Right? That's why people are very knowledgeable in a particular field often find movies in their field hard to watch, because stuff that seems perfectly plausible to everyone else seems utterly impossible to them because like no you can't do that. Now, there's another kind of relationship called preclude. What does preclude mean?
1: Doesn't
0: include. Oh, no. It doesn't just mean doesn't include. It means
1: it makes it impossible.
0: It means it makes something impossible.
1: Like me being in this room precludes me from being in my home in New
0: York. At the same time. Yeah. Yeah, right. In other words, there are things that are impossible... Um, right, like you flying, right? But you say, okay, what is it about A that makes B impossible? You're saying there's somebody that precludes B. You see what I'm saying? That's actually a, a, a emerging thing to figure out, right? If I were to if I were to, if I were to say it like this, okay, could you get fire? Could you get fire? Could you put a fire inside water? Yeah. And most people say, well, you know, like, you have a, like a burning fire, you to, Take the burning fire and like stick it in a bathtub full of water, and it's going to stay burning fire. Is that going to is that possible? So, most people are pretty good. Okay, that's impossible. Now, I can say, What is it about the water that precludes the fire's presence within it? That's a lot harder question to answer, right? There's something about the water that makes the fire unable to exist there. That's the idea of precluding, which by the way, that's like the extreme opposite of necessitating, right? The fire necessitates burning, but the water precludes fire, right? It precludes burning. You have to figure that, which means you really have to understand what water is, you really have to understand what burning is to figure out why that doesn't work. Why in a place where there's, all, surrounded by water, burning cannot happen. You can study chemistry if you want to know the answer to that. Okay. Good, you got what I'm saying? Right. It's not enough to say it is, it isn't, it happened, it didn't happen. Even saying it could, it couldn't. You, you want to be more specific. Okay? Good? All right. Now, the general basic point in theology is that God is the solution to all the problems. In other words, take God out of the picture, and what happens? Something becomes impossible. impossible. Put God back into the picture, and it becomes impossible. possible. Does that make sense, or should I elaborate? I think I should elaborate on that. Okay. Let's talk with a basic thing, okay? The world exists because God created it, right? Okay. So, no creator, no creation. no creation. So, the creator makes the creation possible. Moreover, right? Um, the world has some sort of organization to it. What is the principle of organization that governs reality and make it work in a coherent, stable way? God. Okay. This, is the, 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 this is the view of theology. I'm, like, I'm, not, I'm not arguing that this is the game. Like, this is how theology thinks of it. So, in that case, no God... No order, no structure, right? right? This is why, for instance, like, like, like <laughs> um, just as, as a side note, from, from a perspective where you talk thinking of God as, as someone who actually is, is what makes reality possible, right? The question is, do you need God to be moral? The answer is obviously yes. Not because you need to be religious to be moral, but the very fact that there's any kind of element in reality called morality is itself a product of God. So if a perfectly atheistic person figures out that murder is wrong for whatever, whatever way they do, whatever wrongness they're picking up on it was actually generated by God. Right? Which is a different... So The more interesting question, which we're not going to debate right now, is you need to be religious to be moral, but from the perspective of theology, the very fact that things exist, their structure, the way they work, everything about them is because of God. God makes all things possible. That's why God is called the ultimate cause. Okay? And the removal of God, the disconnect from God, that's what causes all the problems. If you have that basic world view, where would you like to be? Closer to God or further from God? Closer to God. Does that make sense? God is the cause of all that is. So taking God out of the picture, disconnecting from God, and creating barriers between you and God creates more and more things that become impossible, more restrictions. And closer to God. Okay. Yeah? Okay. So... We would say like this. We would say there are God and reality. I mean, very vague, but reality is reality. You know, things that exist the way they work, Blah blah blah. God and reality. Does God necessitate reality? Let's run through our, our different ways of describing this. Does God necessitate reality? Meaning, if there's a God, there must be a reality. No, that would take away God's like freedom of being and stuff. So no, we don't want to say that.
1: But what do you mean
0: by that? I mean that if there's a God, there by definition has to be a reality. Like like. If there's a fire, then there has to be burning. If there's a tree, there has to be... Um, leaves. Leaves. Well, actually, there doesn't have to be leaves, but there has to be... there has oxygen. To be Oxygen, right? Rooks. Is it true that if there is God, then there must be reality? Or could there theoretically be a situation where there's just God and no reality? God doesn't create anything. That could be... Okay, so we don't want to say God necessitates reality. Okay? Is that
1: saying the fire can exist without burning?
0: The fire and burning are the fire and burning necessitate each other. Now I could say, right? You have things, right? For instance, yeah. You know, the creation necessitates that there's a creator, but the, but God doesn't necessitate that, he, that anything be created. God could not create. Okay, so it's not that it necessarily exists. Um, what about could? Does God? Could there be... If there's God, could there be a world? Yeah. 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 Um, If there's God, should there be a world? That's a more interesting question, right? Yeah?
1: What? Isn't the whole? should be? Isn't by you saying that something... That there is a world that you already know that there could be and that there should be because it exists?
0: Maybe. Wait, this is building... Up for now, I'm doing stuff that should seem really simple and easy and you're wondering why I'm taking so long, but when I throw in what result says, then you'll understand why I took this long route to do this. So, so, there could be a world. Now, according to this, should there be a world? Well, the basic theological answer would be, yeah, because if, 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 if there could be a world, but there shouldn't be a world, then he wouldn't make a world. And as you pointed out, he didn't make a world. So it's not just that there could be a world, there also, as far as God is concerned, there should be a world. Which is a question, what about God... Meek said that there should be real. That's interesting. There should be, but it's not necessary. Right? It's like he, he could. He feels he should, but it doesn't have to. Okay. That would be our basic notion of, of God's relationship with reality. is that If there's God, there could be reality. It doesn't have to be reality. But from God's point of view, there really should be reality. And so then he makes reality. And that's good evidence because there's reality here, right? Yeah? Okay. The also said that God precludes reality. I'm going to say that again. The Arizal said that God precludes reality. What does that do? That takes our basic notion of God, the most fundamental basic notion of God, and what does it do? It turns it upside down. God precludes reality. God. If you're thinking of God as that which makes everything possible, he doesn't have to make it exist, but nevertheless he does because he has some good reason for doing so, the reason is like, no, 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 God is the thing that makes reality impossible. Yeah?
1: That's from outside or that's from in this text? That's from not,
0: that doesn't it doesn't. Mean, right? All it says is according to the Kabbalah of the reason. You think, well, what's the Kabbalah of the reason that's so different? This is one of the things that the Arizal said that was radically different. Like it literally flips the whole thing on its head. Instead of starting out with the premise that God is the ultimate cause, the ultimate source, who again, doesn't have to generate everything, but could and, so, so, and has some, for lack of words, reason to do so. Instead you flip this around and say no, no. no. God is what makes reality impossible. No, 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 We want things to be real. Judaism has things being real. It doesn't, it doesn't actually exist. No, it does it
1: actually exist. It does such things those things. It's just like a extension of God. Maybe. Like reality is more.
0: Right. This is... It, it, it gets very, very messy. I want to stick with just the points that are going to help us understand what the Alteb is going to say in this line here. Again, he's, he's, he's making reference to stuff that isn't in the text, but the line clearly is assuming that you appreciate that there's a reason you would think this wouldn't work. Yeah.
1: So you're saying that the reason said that Hashem makes it so reality can't exist.
0: Cannot. Right. There's something about God which makes it reality impossible. I don't understand that. You don't understand that? Well, why don't you understand that? You don't understand the sentence itself? In other words, instead of God being, instead of God being like, um, let's say, if you have water, right, then you could have, I don't know, cake, right? So if God is like water and the reality is like cake, it's that perfect analogy because the water like, doesn't itself make the cake and these other things. But water makes having cake possible, or bread. Bread is a better thing because not all cakes have water. Water makes bread possible, okay? So God makes the world possible. Very loosely. So there is, I would say, no, no, no. If God is like water, then reality is like fire. And where there's water, there cannot be fire. God is the antithesis... There's something about God which is the antithesis of reality. So God makes reality impossible. Which so creates a... This. this is the reason. So that kind of makes it problematic for God to be creating a world. Like, imagine you had a big... Let's, let's, this is silly. But imagine you had a big bathtub full of water. And let's imagine this. this was a cartoon character. So it had like a persona and desire. And the water the, water... the water. And the water wants... To have a fire. See, the, the water has a serious problem now, right? Because wherever the water is, there can't be the fire, and wherever the fire is, the water's not there. It's like it's really bad if water has a love affair with fire. It's like it's not a good match. There's,
1: there's, do you, have you heard of the movie Frozen? I just no. said it's like Olaf wanted like summer. Olaf. The, That's c- actually one of the most Beautiful characters in the movie is a snowman okay. who loves summer and he sings about summer and the sun coming. Great. So basically, this is log.
0: okay. This is okay, but you, the, the the causality is slightly reversed because in this case, the snowman is loving the summer and the summer will kill the snowman. But there is, I would say, would be the verse, the reverse. It's like the summer loving the snowman, in which case, when
1: he
0: the summer like, like this is a problem. Like like God, right? There is like God loves reality. There's one technical problem. God precludes reality. So there's, a, there's like a built-in tragedy to the whole thing. God loves reality, and at the same time,
1: Wait, where are we getting that God loves reality?
0: I'll say reason. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what makes it that's what so makes that's what makes the reason what reality's fire. It yeah. is an
1: analogy. Okay. And why why can't it be the other way around? Why can't why can't the same works one way as is, is fire? fire. What? That's true. That's
0: that's that's true. And the the, which one you use is it doesn't matter as long as you understand God is the thing that's precluding reality. It's not working the other way. Reality doesn't do anything. It's not like if there's reality there can't be God. It's more that where there's God there can't be reality. So if and but but at the same time this is the other half of the picture is that God and we're gonna truly desires that there be reality. So now God has a problem.
1: But that means God would extinguish it.
0: Yeah. Yes. How are we putting
1: you... this limit on God? Wait, 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 wait.
0: Yeah. Arizal didn't write anything himself, right? Correct. Um, uh, no, he wrote three poems.
1: <laughs> right. Sorry. But other than the three poems, he didn't write anything. Other than <laughs> the three poems, Arizal didn't write this kind of stuff. Wasn't in the poems. No. Okay. So, so when we say that the Arizal said. This is coming from, is it like multiple students all wrote that he said this? Or is it like one student wrote it and no one challenged it?
0: So, this, gets, this is a very, very uncomfortable thing to talk about. Basically like this. The Arizal had, the Arizal had a top disciple whose name was Reb Chaim Vital, I mentioned earlier. And he was the main person who wrote down the Arizal's teachings, which he did in several editions. Um, he, based, he wrote transcripts of the classes. Other students also wrote down transcripts and notes from the classes of the Rizal,
1: um,
0: And I don't remember the exact history, but I believe it was Reb Chaim Vital's son and then possibly his student that started taking these things and p- compiling together and printing them and publishing them. Um, so you get a complete works of the Rizal, which is about like 15 volumes, and there's one not here, there's one here, but it's like 15 volumes about this big. So they're, depending on what book you're reading, it might be entirely Chaim Vital, it might be Chaim Vital plus some of the other students' notes. And some of the things are later, some of the things are earlier, and there are variations in the text. That becomes a whole study in Kabbalah. Like, you know, which texts are more reliable, if they contradict, can they be reconciled, blah, 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 blah. At the same time, Derizal had another student who he sent off to Europe, named Rabbi Sul And he taught the Rizal's Kabbalah stylistically very different. And when you read the Rabbi Sul writings and you read the Rechaim Vital's writings, you almost get the sense of they each missed the class that the other one was at. Now, this has created a whole big dispute, ranging from the extreme purists among certain Sephardim who will only take the, late, the latest, the latter editions of Rechaim Vital's writings and nothing else, as to um, people who study everything. The particular Chabad view is that we have a tradition from going back all the way to the Baal about which things and which texts to use and how to fit it all together. Um, so yeah, it's transcripts of his students and there's some debate about did he authorize all the students to publicize his teaching or only one student or two students and I'm sure everyone has their favorite race in that horse if you're into the whole the Mac The Ramak, the Ariza moved from Egypt, studied under the Ramak for a very short time, then the Ramak died. Yeah. Yeah. Can I be controversial? You can be controversial, but I might just ignore it and move on. Okay,
1: that's fine. I just, um, okay. I don't know how familiar you are with how the New Testament works, but it's basically. <laughs> <laughs> It's basically a bunch of people who claimed they went to Jesus' classes yeah. and wrote down the stuff that Jesus said, and part of why there's so many versions... I'm no expert, but I understand this to be basically true, that part of why there's so many versions of Christianity is because all the different students of Jesus wrote down some slightly different things stylistically, if you want to put it that way, um, and then different kinds of Christianity take different pieces as being... Valid or interpreted certain ways it
0: feels eerily familiar. So, I will I will address this. Okay. So one thing you have to understand in general we have a difference in Torah between written and oral Torah, which is that written Torah is you know a fixed text given by God through a prophet and those are the words and that's that,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that's the end of it. Oral Torah involves the transmission of ideas between people, which means part of the oral Torah. By definition, it has to include ways of resolving this issue because when you transmit things between people, you get differing levels of interpretation and reliability, which means that 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 has to be therefore built in. Now, there's all sorts of rules. Different areas of oral Torah work differently. Primarily, Kabbalah is different than everything else because Kabbalah has a prophetic element to it. Okay, okay. which means like this. Generally speaking, um. You have to, in, 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 in um, Kabbalah, it has to do with how you attribute things back from teacher to student back to teacher. In other words, like this. Um, I'm going to give you a, a, a relatively contemporary example. It is unusual amongst Chabad chassidim to directly study Kabbalah and innovate in Kabbalistic stuff. That's just an unusual thing. There's the, the Rebbe's, but the Chassidim generally did not touch that stuff. So whenever Kabbalah shows up in the Chassidim, or to get some background from the it, but they didn't actually directly study Kabbalah and think and innovate and come up with ideas. The Rebbe's father was a notable exception. He was like a flat-out overt Kabbalist doing Kabbalistic stuff. Rebbe Levy And many of his contemporaries challenged him on this, that where are you getting off doing this? So you can't just like start, like, read a line from the Rizal here and compare it to there and come up with that. Like, it doesn't work like that. You can't just do that. And his response was that he was had been um, trained by the fifth Chabad Rebbe with certain methodological principles of how to approach Kabbalah. In other words, what he in other words what he's saying is, you're right. I'm not allowed to go do this, but I received an education of what I'm supposed to do when I'm studying Kabbalah that I received from the Rebbe Shabb that he received from blah, blah 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 and That's you doing. So everybody, what makes everybody's basically. What makes them all not branch off, and like every, all the different views can kind of agree to disagree, is so long as everybody agrees that their chain is a legitimate chain. So in other words, even when, even when one group of Kabbalists interpreting the reason or disagree with another group of Kabbalists, they don't think that what they're saying is not legitimate if we can, if we can, see, an author, if we can see a clear teacher-student relationship go, all going back. The controversial stuff really comes in if one group starts to claim that there was a break in the chain. So you can't just like go to a text and start picking and choosing and coming up with your own theories. It doesn't work like that. If you're doing that, you have to be plausibly making a claim that your method of doing that is you receive from somebody, received from somebody, received from somebody, all the way back to their mm-hmm. and. Even if people disagree with your conclusions, if you can show that that's the case, then they will say, okay, we'll just agree to disagree, and then that's how Judaism, oral Torah, works. So that we we agree to disagree about a lot of things. So, one of the you know w- one of the kind of big debates that happens, and you know, in 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 the, in the world of Kabbalah, is when people want to delegitimize what someone is saying. They don't delegitimize the argument; they delegitimize their tradition, their line of tradition, and say, ah, you just. You just picked up the books in the library. You don't have it. You didn't learn from somebody. Learn from somebody, from somebody all the way back. Okay. Um, when it comes to halacha, we have a similar kind of thing. It's not exactly the same, but there is a method to how we deal with halachic information. And if you are following uh, the method as you've received it, as you received it, as you received it, then well, we can agree to so That's why Sfard and Ashkenazim can both agree that they're both Orthodox, even though they do different things. Mm-hmm. So it's all about methodology and not about the particular information, okay? Um, more than that I don't want to say, but that's...
1: Did the European Rabbi, who was not Chaim Batal, he, he said that what Rabbi Chaim Vital wrote was also true, even though they seemed totally disagree?
0: <sighs> he didn't directly address it. Okay. But I, no, I didn't say they disagree. I said it seems that there's, like, missing so you actually it's really f- interesting one of the things you do in Chabad is in Chabad it's like it's like it, it, it's almost like if you take a step back you can you know the missing thing over here is filled in from over here and the missing thing over here is filled in from over here and so a lot of things it's actually one of the funny things that people who are in Chabad Chassidus have this whole sense of how all the spiritual worlds work and they're often shocked when they start opening up like the original sources that it's not all there because what they don't realize is they're getting a thing that's put together from two different puzzles there's there's stuff over here that isn't over here, stuff is isn't here, and when you put them together it actually forms a complete picture.
1: But they don't
0: contradict one another? Nuances here and nuances there, mm-hmm. but they much more complement each other. Okay. Contradictions are always in the margins. There's the much more a lot of things that complement. It's not, there's, look, there's, the, the, I'm not going to say that there's no controversy, there's no this, but it's really things around the margins, and like I said, there's all about methodology.
1: Like all the stuff that we're talking about. All are, I'm
0: stuff like, talking is all basics. Like, this is God all,
1: precludes reality. This to is everyone. basic.
0: Like, the, again, the exact way it's phrased is slightly different in this version than in that version than in that version. We're talking about, you know, in one place it says that God moved to the side, in the other place it says God made a circle. Like, whatever. It's like there's small variations, but the, the, you, can, you can literally lie at the text and see it's, it's tiny variations and things. Um, but in all, all cases, God precludes
1: reality. Yeah. No matter how you study it yourself.
0: Yeah. There's no... That's... Yeah. Okay. Fine. So, God precludes reality and God, for, to make it romantic, God is in love with reality. We have a tragedy, right? Okay. So there is Arizo says, well, what do you do if you really love someone and you can't have them? You make a movie, but what do you do?
1: Separate yourself from
0: me. I guess you have to, you know, <laughs> right? Do you do you do you rush to your beloved and completely destroy them, or do or you, you cheat or yourself. or a second. Or do you move back and let them live? In other words, if if being if God being with the world is going to preclude the world's existence, and God wants there to be a world. So is he going to give in to his desire and sacrifice himself? Or is he going to insist on being himself and suppress his desire? This is the big first question that God faces.
1: Do you only sacrifice yourself or also the other person?
0: Well, Do you sacrifice being with them? So you sacrifice yourself in order that they can they can be or do you rush to be with them and then annihilate them in the process and then don't get what you love it's kind of like it's similar to the issue that parents face when their children are teenagers which is you can continue to treat them like they're five and then destroy your relationship with them or you can suppress the fact that you really care about them and can't sleep at night and just let them go off making stupid decisions and hope that they eventually grow up and come back it's obviously not the same but there's a similarity yeah yeah I can The whole
1: reason of existence is to bring God into this world, right? And like how the we sh- didn't get
0: there. We didn't get there. You can't jump all the way there. No, I should
1: understand how God is in the world. How is the in this
0: world? But you're jumping like 20,000 steps ahead. We're dealing with something very basic. Like, why complicated? It was a basic idea. I don't understand the basic idea.
1: So, God can Can
0: God be in this world? At, at the start of it. So, it's a start. Let's. Yeah, and it's like. <laughs> We're just setting the basic pieces of the puzzle. The, whatever the kind of being he is precludes reality from existing. And at the same time, he really loves reality. So much so he even wants to be in reality, yes, but okay.
1: Preclude reality because of the idea of things, so like that he can't have any essence, and like reality is just things
0: with essence. Okay, so I, that's what I want to get to next is like, what exactly is the problem? Why can't God? What about God precludes reality? Let's go back to the issue with the water. What about the water precludes having a fire in it?
1: What
0: does that mean preclude reality? Does it mean that reality exist. It means, go back to the analogy, I'm, I'm going to always work with analogies, because analogies, if you have a bathtub full of water and you put a fire, try and put a fire in the middle of the water, can the fire exist? No. no. So, so your only way of having the fire is to?
1: Take
0: there we go. That's what we mean. So, if God's being precludes reality. So, if the God wants there to be this thing called reality, what does he need to do? Take God away. So,
1: basically, does Hashem sacrifice himself for the world or the world for himself?
0: That's, that's right. It's this, this very it's difficult supple. choice. I mean, we know which one he picked, right? Because we're here, but. <laughs> yes. I'm, 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 I'm specifically avoiding that's why I'm using very simple terminology because I want I want to build everything back up from the beginning in other words as I want to start I want to start from the most basic premise like before we got into the lake and the Kabbalah and the flow of the water and the spirits we had a basic notion of God which I, I, I didn't even spell out which is God is that which God doesn't necessitate reality but God makes that there could be reality and God is the thing that says there should be reality right isn't that defining God in a way when
1: you're saying that statement
0: it's maybe maybe but I'm going to ignore that for right now. Okay. If, is it an option well, for God to like step back well, and let the world exist? Because doesn't the world exist? Anymore? Maybe. One second. One, one thing at a time. Well, then okay. the world so, to exist. so, if we go back to just the basic, basic, like sometimes it's, it's helpful just to go to the most simplest notions without the jargon. Before we start anything, the most intuitive notion of God is God is that which makes the world could exist. And God is also the one who says the world should should exist. The Arizal changes one of those things. Which one does he change? He keeps the should, but he gets rid of the could and turns it into precludes. And now we have the makings of a tragedy. We have the makings of a very interesting story. It becomes a whole different... Everything now has to be redone from the ground up at that point. Because the issue is not the same issue anymore. It's not how do you go from God who's like transcendent to something... Concrete, it's, it's how to. It, God is the obstacle to his own desire. It's a different issue, it's a different. The whole Kabbalah gets now. Have, everything, gets, everything has to now be recontextualized. So you can't just like throw this in as like an afterthought. You literally have to like reteach Kabbalah from the beginning. isn't this, this. goes back to my question yesterday about like how can you say that God wants anything? Yes.
1: And I told you. I think it's going
0: to be waiting because I forgot realized that today's Wednesday, so I think tomorrow will probably
1: be... No! So... Monday. Monday. <laughs>
0: I mean, it depends how fast I go. Like, yeah. I, 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 there's an order in which I have to present the... I can't... You can't teach certain things before other things are, are clear. So, yes, I will get to it. But
1: it's in the same sense of like, this idea that God wants reality. Like
0: what right. So, so, so I've already kind of set the groundwork for dealing with this by defining it as should and then just anthropomorphizing it as desire, right? right. God, if there's God... Should there be a world? The answer is yes. And the thing that he's changing... Now, when we speak about should, we speak about as desiring and wanting, right? Is it really the same thing? We'll, we'll, might be, we'll get to that. But So, for God, there should be a world. But the reason says, but for God, there can't be a world. He precludes the world. So now the first thing to know is, what is it about God that precludes the world? What is it about God that precludes reality? Right? So... Chemistry lesson, burning means taking oxygen, which was bound with other oxygen, and separating the bound between the two oxygens and then binding the oxygen to carbon and or hydrogen. Water is oxygen bound to, so basically what water is is something that has already been burnt. You can't burn what has been burnt. It's post-combustion, and that's the problem.
1: Water is post-combustion. In,
0: in, in conceptually, what happens if you have high?
1: <sighs> right,
0: that's what I'm saying. That's what I mean. And therefore, there's it's nothing left to combustion. combust. And therefore, if you're surrounded by water, combustion is impossible. No burning, no fire. Okay, that's a quick chemistry lesson. There's what is it about God's being that there can't be reality? It's not just for God there can't be reality. There has to be something that we have to have a more Precise understanding. Okay. What is reality? I, I, and I, there's a reason why I use the word reality. I like the word reality. What is reality? Physicality. What?
1: Like physicality.
0: No, no. There's spiritual reality. There's emotional reality. Those something are all reali- real. What? Something that's real. Something that's real. Well, tell me, what bi- makes something bi- real?
1: Something binary. Well, what, what, what? The way we experience things.
0: Okay, that's good. The way we experience things. That's perfect. That's actually Cabal's definition of reality. Reality means that there is things that have relationships with each other. And those relationships are oriented. What I mean by this is that, for instance, I see the cup. right? So there's the cup. There's me. There's this connection of seeing. But seeing is not just like, it's not just hanging out there. Like right? seeing is oriented. Seeing is something, experience that's happening that's localized in me, right? You're seeing the cup is localized in you, okay? Um, and so the simplest way of thinking about a reality is, is is someone experiencing something, okay? Or even someone thinking about how different things relate. For instance, in fact I think that if I think of, the, of things being on top of other things, right, I have some sense of, not just the fact that you know, there's, there's, a, there's a hierarchy. And that hierarchy has some sort of meaning, right? It would be inappropriate for me to say, take the Tanya, put it on the floor, right? So there's things in relations with each other where those relations can be oriented. Those relations have some sort of meaning. There's complexity. There's hierarchy. There's, there's points of reference. Right? Now... For God, those things, th- there is no such thing as hierarchy. There's no such thing as, as on top or on bottom, closer or further. There's no such thing as a particular point of reference. There's no such thing as here looking at there. Those, 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 those words, The idea of Ein Sof is just, is far beyond it doesn't have a defined essence. There's no... Parameters at all in any sense There's no such thing as here versus there There's no such thing as as Somebody having an experience of something There's there's, 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 there, There is literally nothing Because it is just Pure Being In other words, God is nothing other than God And for God there is nothing other than God And reality means Someone relating to something In some way so we can speak about things as closer and further, okay? The, the, just to illustrate this, Ramoshikar Devaros says an amazing thing. He says, what's closer to God, the spheros or our physical world? What do you think, the spheros? No, he says, no. He says the spheros. the spheros are closer to God.
1: What do you mean by closer? Well, make it very
0: simple. In order, let's go back to the finger analogy. What's closer to the piano, your fingers or your spirit? Fingers. your fingers because the fingers hit the piano keys and your spirit cannot your spirit only can influence the piano keys through your fingers so there's clearly a hierarchy here right and what's closer to your spirit the fingers more than the piano keys right make sense okay. so he says the spheres are closer to God than the physical world is now we can make it more complicated what's closer to God the angels of the physical world angels why because it actually turns out that between the spheres and the physical world, there's the angels. Okay? So if you want to like, extend the piano metaphor, which is not always a great idea, but we're going to do that anyway. The angels are more like the keys and the hammers that hit the strings inside the piano. That's more like the physical world. So it's your spirit to the fingers, to the keys, to the hammers hitting the strings that make the sound. Right? There's a hierarchy here. There's a chain, there's an order, there's a progression, there's a top, there's a bottom. The ain't sof is at the top, our physical existence is at the bottom. And what do we mean by ain't Sof? It's undifferentiated, it's undefined, it's not a, but but, but still there's a higher, there's a top, there's a bottom. God is the beginning, we're the end. The sphere is in the middle. And there is no no no, it doesn't work like that. Ain't means there's there's no point of reference, there's no distinctions, there's no structure, there's no anything, there's just God. God is not the kind of thing that fits as part of a system. If you can make a chart of it and you put that at the top of your chart God, you put it at the top of your chart Ain't so, what does the result say? No, that's not good. If it fits into a framework, it can't be God. Even if it's the unknowable top of a chart, of a causal chain. It's the unknowable um, groundwater that the spring... cup doesn't matter. If it's God, then it's just God. And reality means different things in relationship to, with, with each other. There's internal reality, like we have our inner complex psychology. There's a social reality, there's a physical reality. But all these things, there's, there's, there's different beings interacting in different ways. And there's a, there's a top to it, and there's a bottom to it. There's, there's causality, there's before, there's after. Right? Remember going back when I spoke about causality being a fundamental thing of how our minds work? Yeah, it was
1: like a for,
0: for, for, What?
1: Something doesn't have
0: a cause, like we can't comprehend right. it. Okay. So there is also it's not just that God doesn't have a cause. See, most people think of God as not as a, as having half causality. He doesn't have a cause, but he can still be the cause of other things. There is also, no no no. Cause God and causality don't work. If there's causality, there's no God. If there's God there's no causality. <laughs> what do you mean you have a reality where there's no differentiation, there's no distinctions, there's no relationship, there's no point of reference, there's no causality. That's really nothing. And so, like, that kind of being cannot allow, for lack of words, what we – reality. Just, and if there's reality, then that kind of being is, is no longer part of the picture. Yeah? Are the four spiritual worlds from the Arizal or is that pre arizal pre Pri-Arizal. Oh. Pri-A-Rizal. Well, that's why I use the – that's why I don't say the physical – all of it. The, all the four worlds, all of it. They're in a hierarchy. It's like, like can't have that either. Yeah?
1: But if we're putting Hashem in a, like an idea where we're saying he's closer to the angels, he's closer to his first, are we not putting him in a child? That's
0: what the Arizal had a problem with.
1: He has a problem with saying he's that saying. Hashem's closer to his than he yeah. is. Do yeah. we have a marker
0: for a second? <laughs> Which color? Do purple, it's fun. Whichever one is, is going to show up. Okay. I so. <laughs> Physical. That's what makes it fun. It works. <laughs> say, okay. Right? This is the Ramba. There's a physical reality. Above that is a spiritual reality. And ultimately that all comes from God who has this... Whatever God's unknowable essence is, but it, whatever he is, he's the source of all of that, right? And the causality goes down like this.
1: Ramba. No, this is like this is the Rambam,
0: the Right? There's God's essence, God creates spirituality, and via that he creates a physical reality.
1: Good? Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. Comes along the Rambam and say, yeah, But God is but God is Ain't so. Right? Hey, who who did that? The Ramak. The Ramak. So the Ramak. Actually, they just one color.
1: Orange.
0: orange, for sure. <laughs> so orange. Yeah. Your mock said, Wait a minute, God is an ansof. Hmm? <laughs> Moshe Cordovero. So they're not acting. That's what we've learned in the past two days. Yeah? And so, what does he say? There's a process which I'm not going to elaborate by how the soap becomes what the Ram calls God essence, right? That's how like, the light goes to the red glasses because red lights. So somehow the A soap radiates into the vessel and becomes the thing that the Ram describes as God. That's the problem as right? So, in essence, if we oversimplify tremendously, all the Ramak did was stick a higher level on the chain. Right? The Ramak was like the chain goes up this high, and the Ramak, the cap was like, actually, that's not the top of the chain, the chain's a little bit higher. This is still God, but this is like more God or whatever. And
1: the spheroid or the orange arrow?
0: And yeah, how the spheres well. The orange is just to understand the remote added.
1: No, but I'm, I'm saying the sphero fit into that around this place the place of The orange. the
0: spheres would the sphere's explain what's happening here. How the aim soap becomes crap So Yes. Okay. That's what that's okay. You know what the eraser says? All of
1: this is nothing. Can I have the eraser, please? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Wait, actually can we write it down? Okay, well give me a different mark. I was I was waiting give me because a different I marker. uh would you like black maybe? <laughs> <laughs> Ariza.
0: Ariza. That if there's God, then there's none of that. That's the real ain't so. No. Because you know what? You have arrows. If there's arrows, then it's not ain't so. Because arrows mean there's there's this thing causing that thing, there's movement, there's direction, there's struggle. No no no. If it's God, it's just God. That's it.
1: <laughs> Why? Why does he think that? Because God told her. I don't know. He's a prophet. Is that like your
0: competition <laughs> in structure? Are right. you're in like a... God is anti-structure. God is anti-complexity. God, being, not in terms of his values. God's being is anti- God's being precludes structure, complexity, organization, hierarchy, movement, say, causality. That? Because God's being one <laughs> simple word: God is simple.
1: He word for this is Poshas. I mean,
0: no, it is. The problem is, the problem is, we use the word often simple for easy to understand. Simple means it doesn't have complexity. Now, if A causes B,
1: that's
0: a kind of complexity. If something is changing, that's a kind of complexity. If there is a point of reference, that's a kind of complexity. If and so, how simple is gone? He's so simple that there's zero complexity, and there's no place for complexity. But reality is, by definition, complex. I'm talking to you. There's a complexity that even on the most simple level, that I am trying to convey something to you. There's a line of information going out of my head into yours. Without without getting into all the mechanisms. Wait. So Hashem doesn't cause anything. See the, yeah. the result is much more <laughs>
1: complicated. Simplicity
0: makes everything more complicated,
1: right? And problematic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. But at the same time, wait
0: wait, 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 Just to make it clear, the result also says that God loves all this stuff when he crossed out. It
1: doesn't exist, but well.
0: he loves. Right. He loves what he can't have. That's why it's tragic.
1: Well all he's saying is that it's not this, but it
0: doesn't mean that he can not cause it. Well no, because you notice I use the word cause. So if God can cause something, then he fits here. That's what the remark says. A God who can cause things fits into a structure. He's the top of the causal chart. He's the first domino.
1: Yeah.
0: The <laughs> funny thing is that <laughs>
1: The well, empties and base on the board is their results chart. I know. <laughs> wait, I said um, one looks like Thank you. But it doesn't
0: exist. It's well, funny. it works the other way around, it works the other way around. Okay. So can I have the eraser, please? For wait, but if reality exists, does <laughs> God That's like, what makes their results very very Very
1: interesting. <laughs> <gasps> okay. Because I see a fiction movie. I know. Okay. So The result is <laughs> quite right. Your reason would say, like this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe different color. Well, Have a better black No, 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 to use the Okay. I'm going to use purple,
0: but don't be confused.
1: <laughs> we have what up to and green. Is. The blue doesn't I work. No, the purple is not
0: white. There's a problem with coloring it on whiteboards. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it doesn't work so well. You, you need to swing it Pick in the a colors. circle. Pick Okay. I'm <laughs> <Okay. laughs> so fancy. Okay. So... I don't know what that is. Nothing. For lack of... They <laughs> agree. <big group. laughs> it's not covered at all. Anyway,
1: so what if you draw a like, square, like a frame for the white space that is already colored in? fuck. Okay. But, that's, that's, that,
0: you want a piece of paper and then colour in this paper. Wait, the orange is good.
1: and stick it there. No we'll try, There's your shape and time. Yeah. There we go. There we go. go. Getting somewhere. Getting okay. Getting some space though. What do we just pretend? Okay.
0: The shape is irrelevant. Oh. And we're going to that- pretend that it's all filled in.
1: Okay. okay.
0: So this is God. Cool. Now, <laughs> oh, now, what this solid orange color, which is unfortunately not perfectly solid, represents is that where there's orange, there cannot be purple. So orange, this is simple, which is God, and purple is complex any kind of complexity which includes causality, right? So even God causing the world to exist is already a kind of complexity. So we're saying it's reality? Which is what reality is. Cool.
1: That's exist. reality. That's good. Okay. <laughs> so, you see the problem
0: If where there's orange there cannot be purple? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Good? The problem is the orange loves the purple. Oh.
1: But where is the purple? There is no purpose. There, there's a but lot. there is. So how can you love something I that, that doesn't idea. exist? You can't. So then you
0: can't
1: say Ashton loves yelling. Yeah, Hang
0: <laughs> <laughs> This is why Uriza doesn't fit into a pamphlet, but it's more complicated. So everything you keep asking me and I don't explain is not because they're bad questions, but because I want to focus purely on the main point. But there's a reason why there's a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff to talk about. I don't know. Doesn't make sense. It's incomplete. It's important to differentiate between incomplete and It's, other it's words. a dichotomy. That's correct. In fact, people who like to use this word, do it overuse, they use the paradox. But it's uh, not real. I hate that word. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, what the reason says that God does this. God kind does of this. Oh no no! He's making space for himself?
1: He him. himself. He got rid of himself, and by getting rid of himself, now he can put. No, let's see. Yeah, don't even. Some <laughs> reality there. Just let it happen. Just let it happen. Because if God so can so create reality, couldn't God destroy oh. himself? Himself. I know, but.
0: <laughs> this. This is. The, this is. This wow. is. The, this is what the result says. <laughs> This is what the reason says. Okay. Now the question is, what does this all mean? Yes. Yeah. How did the
1: reality come out of the black hole? Okay. <laughs> and we
0: are so like I will now answer. give you a free translation of the reason. Okay. Free translation means I'm not going to be careful to make sure I get every word exactly right, but this is roughly what it sounds like in translation. Right now I've just been explaining like the the, 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 the gist of what he's saying, but now if you want to know what he actually says. And again, there's slight variations of the text. saying slightly different, but I said this. When it arose in his will to create reality, the simple light filled everything, and there was no space for reality. So God moved himself aside and made space for reality. That's what it does.
1: Wait, but... Even the idea that God moved aside, like
0: even this orange picture, there's like, that's right. There's like four orders. That's right, and that's where Chabad came along and said, clearly, there's a backstory. This cannot be the starting point, right? Like, if he's moving himself aside, then in what sense is he like? like it's clearly like, like it can't be just that. That's the beginning point. Like, even though that's the first thing that result and text starts talking about, clearly, it's like, you know, in the middle of the start a movie, there clearly stuff that happened before the first scene. If you think about this, you clearly like, wait a minute, this can't be the beginning. This is like, you're, you're starting somewhere along, there's more to this. Okay? And the next class, I want there's more to this. But the first thing I understand is, the fact that, that he is saying that God is simple, he precludes reality, so God has to go away for it to have the reality which he so desperately loves,
1: you yeah, know, making it
0: more romantic, that itself means that there's more going on here. Okay? And so, and, and, and when you understand all of that, you will eventually come back to the point that even according to the Rezo, the simple being of God is also found in the defined essence that of our, our souls. That's about there, what the wants wants to get to is that even according to that reason where God and the world have this like, tension with each other, nonetheless, where can God be found? specifically where? In your soul. that the God is in this, this kachmah, this essence, and that essence is also the essence of your being. How is that possible? We're gonna have to explain a little bit, but there's a backstory here. There clearly is a backstory to this. That's what I'm gonna get into. What does it mean? It a, will. It a, will. It a will. but this was before, before before the Arizal. Everyone just understood God is something that says that there, God is the kind of thing that means there could be a world, and God is also the kind of thing that says that there should be a world. And so the problem is just a, it's just a flow downwards, just a hierarchy. God's at the top, reality's at the bottom, and that's that. And there's like, no. The simplicity of God's being is so absolute that it prevents, it precludes reality from existing, and God has to, in some sense, sacrifice the simplicity of his being in order to make space for the complexity of reality. What does that mean? How does that work? How does that help us? We'll do it next class. But that is a different idea.
1: Yeah. Why I don't get why Hashem Precludes reality,
0: like why can't? Well, what is reality?
1: Experience.
0: Okay, experience means that there's subject, object, that's how many things? Two things. Two things. It also means, right, that the subject and the object have some kind of orientation. What way is the subject experiencing the object? On a very simple level, like you can you something from the top to the bottom. Right, so that's already how many things? It's at least four because it's subject, object, and at least two degrees of freedom as to whether in what way the subject would to the object. So, if it's, is it observing it or is it not observing And and there isn't God is simple. There's no there's no there's just God. The the, react, the being of God is the kind is the kind of being that there's just that. There isn't anything else.
1: Is it that God's simple, or that God is so complex
0: that it comes off as simple? So simple. The problem with our minds are, if, if our minds really don't like simplicity, because our minds work to try to find, our minds are about all finding about relationships, because right? what our minds do, right? We try to understand the relationships. What is the most basic relationship we're familiar with? Causality, correlation, right? Those are the most basic relationships we have. Spatial relations, but but our minds are geared towards making sense of relationships, but relationships are by definition complex So your mind like, literally does not have a spot in it for simplicity true simplicity When we say something is simple, I mean it's it's not that complex But the mere act of being aware is not simple
1: Yeah, I still don't get how God is
0: I don't get how God is simple either. You just have to understand what complexity is. It's just the the, the antithesis of that.
1: You have to take his word that God is simple. Well, that's why it's both. Right.
0: There's there's literally no way your mind would ever come to the conclusion that God is is absolutely simple because your mind's basic operating system is that everything is that God is, is that everything is in a relationship with everything else. And so when the human mind conceives of God, the first, most basic law and notion of God that even little children have is make a causal chart. What's at the top of the chart? The thing that causes the next thing? That's God. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I have an analogy and I want you to if it's like on
1: the right track. So like, because white is like made out of like mm-hmm. you can have a fan that has every color on it and when it spins really fast, it appears white. So by calling God simple, is it kind of a similar idea that it's saying that God has all of the, like a massive, that unknowable the, fan? The,
0: the, the remark would like that analogy, because the Remak would say then you just slow down the fan and you'll get to see, right? So you can devolve from the ink soap to something more concrete, right? That's like the analogy of the light. The reason why the light works is all the wavelengths at the same principle.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The I would say it's more like it's more like dumbing down an idea enough that you, you can put it on a scale and measure like how much it weighs. That's ridiculous. Like you can't do it. Doesn't. What? But like there is a world. Why do we it must? I realize that. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> not, no, <laughs> I, can, I can tell you all the information in an hour and a half, but I have to speak much faster, and no, not answer not any right? questions, no, and you want to do anything. I have to slow down. Yes, there's another installment. But
1: so, is, is there a point disagreeing yes.
0: or he's, he's adding to this? He's adding. He's Drunk adding, that, ironically, by right, saying God is absolutely simple, adding a whole new order of magnitude yeah. yeah. complexity. And what do
1: you think this Simple, it, simple it. is There's no way of speaking about anything in relation to anything else. There's pu- no relations. There's no multiple. There's no anything. Great. Wait, there's no relations. Yeah. Hashem has no relation to anything plants, general, people, human, in Plants, animals, people, humans. It's niche. Well, and I think it's screwed. Paradoxically, having a oh, desire on all of right.